Right now through the 31st, in-store and online while supplies last. You only need to spend $53, and in return, you get a free 53 Sex Position card set to spice up your love life tonight. More romance, more intimacy, more Frequent Lover Program gives you rewards for investing in yourself and your relationship. You'll get VIP sales, special coupons for birthdays and anniversaries for you and your partner. More romance, more, romance, more intimacy, more love Hello again and welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. My name is Haley. I'm a romance specialist in our stores. I'm an intimacy expert online and the host of this podcast, which is all about love, romance, connecting and bonding with your partner, however that may be. And today we are actually talking about bringing the idea of BDSM out of the bedroom and into day-to-day life. There's a lot of kind of rules and regulations you might want to work through between your dom-sub dynamic if that's something that you're interested in. We have actually only had one BDSM episode thus far, and it's still one of our most listened to every week. So I thought maybe you guys were hungry for more. And if you've been researching anything about BDSM, or maybe you even got a chance to come into one of our stores and to talk to our romance specialists or shop online or something, and you're curious about any products or how to use them, I mean, you can always reach out to me with stuff like that. I guess I would consider myself a little bit in the, you know, BDSM community, and a lot of my friends are, so even if it's not my personal forte, I am experienced with whatever type of relationship style that you have, and I'm not afraid of any questions, even if you think they're a little bit risque or out there, a-okay by me run them past me, and I'll see what we can come up with. So yeah, the last time that we discussed BDSM, that was actually back in October. It was episode six, so if you want to pause this one right here and go listen to it, by all means, I'll be here when you get back. It's been about five months later, so let's just retouch a bit on BDSM. There's a lot of acronyms that go with this. There's the BD part, which is going to be bondage and discipline. The DS, which is probably what we're going to be discussing most in this episode in particular because we're just talking about like a relationship dynamic I would say but anyway the DS is dominance and submission and then we're left with the SM at the end sadism and masochism so lots of different opportunities as far as like what you have with your dom or sub and what other people are experiencing as far as how into the lifestyle they may be. It might be something that they are doing, like what we'll hear here in this episode throughout like every single second of the day. They might have daily chores or things that they're anticipated to do between that dom and sub dynamic. And then on the other side, there's actually a lot of caregiving that goes into a dominant role, someone that is responsible for another person's not only pleasure, but their well-being, their mental space, making sure that aftercare is there and present. And a lot of dominants also need aftercare. 
you do this thing that is really a lot different than what you experience in, I would say, everyday life, going to work, taking care of kids, taking care of a house, or whatever your lifestyle looks like. And you do almost have this euphoric feeling, and that is dom space or subspace, which we've talked about a little bit in episode six, if you haven't heard it. And some people will also get dom or sub drop. So after a scene of playtime or, you know, sexual activity, or even if it's non-sexual and it's like impact play or spanking or toy play or even just being tied up, it could be really erotic. It can put you in sub or dom space. And when you leave that state of being, you almost, not that you don't feel cared for, but you need like extra attention to bring you back to regular life. And it can be really bonding and close-knit that two people, three people, whoever, are experiencing this together. And now you feel a little bit more united. It's kind of an interesting thing. So if you have never played with BDSM ideas, toys, sexual activity, I definitely encourage you to try it. There's a lot of things that maybe if you are timid or nervous about a ball gag or restraints what about a blindfold like you could definitely try that that is considered bondage but it's just different when you have one sense gone you're going to be so amazed at how well your other senses are ready for the task how much blood flow goes to the clitoris or the nipples when you can't see so there's my little pep talk for any of you that are that are thinking about doing something fun in the bondage area So, I mean, in general, our store and BDSM as a whole, I would say, is connected to sexual activity, but it really doesn't need to be. Someone else's wants and needs can be purely desires, and they don't have to be sexual acts, including outer course, penetration, or even foreplay. But tying this idea into episode 23, which is our our episode about being open and having maybe like an open type of relationship. Some people look for a bondage style relationship completely aside from their romantic relationship. So you could have a play partner who could be a person that you're involved with solely for BDSM, but no sexual connection. The thing with having these desires and fetishes maybe is that every person is really unique and maybe one person could be aroused by seeing like a glimpse of another person's foot But that other person could need restraints, toys, gags, anything to make an experience erotic for them. And this episode is kind of like a whole other separate piece that I think a lot of people in the, you know, quote, lifestyle are familiar with. Taking BDSM out of the bedroom, in a sense, and incorporating maybe some kinks or a bondage and dominant role or a submissive role into your also, quote, regular or everyday life. And for some people, this can be either more or less intense, depending on your preference and your regulations that you follow or make together. But all should remain similar as far as how your safe words and your consenting play is considered. BDSM practices involve so much communication and openness and understanding, which is why this relationship or agreement can really help two people connect and feel closer, and it's really intimate. So just to go back over another acronym, there is 
considered RAC um, to keep in mind as well, and that stands for risk. So knowing that anything involving a BDSM practice in general, just depending on what your guidelines are, to know that there could be risk involved. A is going to be awareness, awareness of what you're doing, having everything outlined. A lot of people think that it's all fun and games, but really bondage is more about communication than anything. And then the CK is consensual kink. So making sure that everything is being consented between two adults before anything actually takes place. But the dominant and submissive relationship is actually really easy to incorporate into a daily routine if that's something that you're open to. And it doesn't need to be sexual like I was saying. So maybe you could take some time at like breakfast or if you're texting throughout the day to discuss the idea of bringing this power exchange or control maybe into chores or picking out clothes or like your meals predetermined or maybe a TV schedule that you need to follow or your gym schedule or even maybe a bedtime if that's something that kind of arouses you to not have control over and you're assigning that to your partner, to your dominant And they are kind of taking control of your everyday life so that your relationship in the bedroom kind of follows your relationship role together. And before anyone starts emailing me that they think I'm asking their partner to control them, just know that this is not what it's about. Some people enjoy losing control in the bedroom and they want to see it elsewhere throughout their daily life because it turns them on or they just enjoy that type of relationship. It's all about loss of control. So similar to a dom-sub relationship during sex, to feel connected with your partner or your caregiver. So let's say on the other side of things, if you are listening to this podcast as a submissive leading person, and the idea of this really is turning you on, you're like, yeah, you know, my dom actually tells me when I need to go to bed and if I can have dessert, and I, I love that but maybe a new sub is listening, they like that, and it's something you're interested in, just don't be upset if your dominant role person is not ready for that much responsibility. Because generally, this is kind of what happens, I would say. I see mostly in the stores I read mostly about online kind of follow suit as far as my friends go that I know are a little bit involved in this lifestyle. And of course, it's not for... This isn't how everyone is, but I'm just going to give you guys a little generality of it. People that are calling the shots at home or at work or have like a really very like a type A personality, when they turn to kink, they often lean more on the submissive side because they control everything so often that releasing all of that is like a whole new fulfilling experience for them. And on the reverse side, really artistic and go with the flow or laid back personalities often jump at the idea of being responsible for a person's pleasure and there's something that kind of sparks inside of them when they get to hold the power of a person's pleasure and orgasm in their hands and then there are these there's switches who kind of hears all of that and is aroused at both sides But not only that, they can actually successfully organize and act out a scene on either side. So I'm going to touch on the idea of topping from the bottom too, because I have heard many people being like, well, I want to incorporate this through my day-to-day life, but I don't know how to ask 
my dom because I don't want them to think that I'm tapping from the bottom. Tapping from the bottom exists when a submissive role asks something outside of your agreement or suggests different rules without permission. So if you're a submissive asking a dom to incorporate a lifestyle change, just know that that is called communication. It's not you tapping from the bottom. Don't fear that. A sub will always be in more control than a dom (laughs) because whatever they say goes. You know, a, a sub should actually be in control of starting, stopping, tolerance to any pain, and having safe words being able to be communicated at any given time. So that's why I really enjoy saying yellow or red versus any other safe word because yellow, it's like a traffic light. So yellow is, you know, ease up or almost to a limit, relax. And red is more of kind of like a you cannot continue. And a good dom, actually a real dom, will always listen to those cues. If you are with somebody that you have a safe word and they do not respect that, I 1000% encourage you to exit that relationship immediately. Having the safe words are perfect for open, easy to follow communication among this dynamic, especially if you're bringing it into your day-to-day life. So let's say we have everyone in agreement going through your dom-sub relationship that you want to uphold your roles in your daily life. So where are we going to start now? There's a few things to discuss and really there's endless possibilities of how you want it to play. The sub could maybe need to ask permission throughout the day. For example, like they could ask their dom if they're permitted to get a coffee while out running errands. This could also leave room for a reward for any dom that's listening. So if they were good during a scene and they out and ask your permission, then maybe you can reward them and say thank you for asking permission. You were a good whatever their role is, pet, good girl, good boy, you know, whoever. During playtime, I'm actually going to Venmo or Cash App you some money so you can go get that coffee or just something kind of cute. And actually, this could also go back to your love language as far as how rewards are given too. Maybe your sub could ask for dessert or anything kind of lavish outside of your day-to-day budget and for doms that kind of feel overwhelmed by being asked for things of this nature you could actually place a rule that maybe could state something like you can only get a coffee while out running errands once a week if you ask me again you're going to get punishment for it later so having the idea of a punishment and reward system too is a really good tool to kind of see how this daily dynamic is going to begin and if it gets overwhelming. I always suggest people that want to bring BDSM into their average day life to almost do like a trial run and just see if that idea is like turning you on throughout the day or if it's something that you enjoy before you have any punishments or rewards and just play it out and almost have this little pretend before maybe a week or even three or four days goes by and they're actually acted out. That way you can always adapt like a contract or an agreement along the way. Doing everyday things for your dom is a really great opportunity of total power exchange as well. Maybe making their coffee or setting their alarm in the morning or at at night actually, or making them food, um, possibly like setting appointments for them or even serving them before you serve yourself. 
can all be little notes or indicators of submission that you're taking care of your partner. Giving them choices or having them choose either like your wardrobe, your gym time, your sleep time, how much TV you can have, and other daily activities can also be included in like a TPE, a total power exchange. None of these predetermined things should upset you. Or if you're thinking, you know, oh, they're controlling me for their own benefit or, you know, something like that pops in your head, I would absolutely advise stopping your total power exchange because that's not the purpose of this relationship. I really want to stress that. There's a lot of things online that you can read about total power exchange as well. I almost am doing a little bit more of a vanilla intro to it um, just here for this episode right now. And like I mentioned, you know, email me if you have questions because this is a a very real, almost like a fetish, but a, a dynamic that maybe people in your life have that you are just unaware of because people are so closed off about their sexual preferences, which is what I'm trying to break. Remember that a dom can also bring in possibilities and opportunities of control and pleasure, but the sub is always the person in full control of safety and health. So of course, I'll include this in here for maybe a brand new dom-sub relationship. It's easy to balance and it's actually really exciting when it's with somebody that you can trust, but it's a whole other thing if you hand control to a person and they choose to be abusive with it. So please look out for possible problems that could come with it. You know, there is such thing as controlling how much you can eat, how much you can drink, whether or not to get medical care, or controlling who your friends are or if you can see them, controlling finances outside of your dynamic. Any of those things are huge red flags, which actually we're going to talk about next Monday. So stay on the lookout for that. Maybe if you do have a little bit of nervousness about this relationship, hold off a week. Let's listen to next Monday's too before you decide to move forward. Submission is about fulfillment on some level. So it could be sexual, it could be otherwise. And yeah, your boundaries can be pushed a little bit every so often, but you should never feel afraid for your safety outside of a consensual scene or a consensual relationship. Moving forward and enjoying the sensation and connection that comes with a total power exchange, there are other fun ways to bring BDSM into your everyday. You could do a collaring ceremony if it's a relationship that's really been established and working out well collaring your sub and asking them maybe to wear like a vibrator throughout the day or vibrating panties or maybe a plug. There's vibrating or weighted Kegel toys that can be rewarded later and maybe using punishment through impact or orgasm denial, maybe electrostimulation or bondage. These are all things that just pop into my head on different ways that you can play throughout the day and know what's coming in your sexual life later. For colors and outerwear though, I'm definitely going to recommend a thinner, more comfortable style rather than a posture collar or something that's made of like a thick plastic just for the sake of comfort. I also know it's a really good practice for your dominant to be in control of your collar. If you choose to be in the lifestyle, look around, you know, that there might be coworkers or people that you see out and about that have a small, thin, almost choker style collar on that they wear every day and it's almost like a wedding ring. It symbolizes a relationship full of commitment and communication and trust and understanding. 
Keeping contact throughout the day with your dom is really essential to track good and bad behaviors if that's something that you're open to and to just have great communication of your experience. So let's say that your dom asks you to wear a vibrating peony or a plug or something and at first you enjoy it but now you're uncomfortable maybe throughout your workday you have to take it out or you have to turn the vibration off. So let's say, let's just say you went to work, you have a vibrating Kegel ball inside and you've been at your job for two hours and you're starting to get uncomfortable and so you text them and say, I have to take this out. Your dom can push your buttons a little bit and say, you're going to leave it in for 30 seconds, be a good girl or something, you know, something kind of cute that he could maybe give to you or she could give to you. But ultimately, you are in control of your body and you, you of course, can remove it. And it's almost like this flirty relationship and lifestyle that you guys are going to learn to have with one another and it improves your sexual life, absolutely, and just your communication as well, long term. For doms, I always kind of joke and say that, that Microsoft Excel is almost essential or any really organization app to make a chart for your sub that they can access so that communication is always known and forgiveness of maybe like an unknown naughty behavior doesn't happen. Always keep it safe, sane, consensual, fun, fulfilling. That's Those are the words that should come to mind when you're doing this type of relationship. So I'll leave you all with a suggestion before I let you go of some new BDSM gear to check out. If it's been a minute, since you've stopped to shop with us or if all of this sounds intriguing and maybe you just kind of want to play before you jump into certain roles and what I would suggest is this awesome package that we have in our stores and online it's called the box of kink and it comes with everything and it's a lot cheaper than buying stuff individual I gotta say a ball gag by itself is probably anywhere from $15 to $40. So it comes with a ball gag, it comes with wrist restraints, ankle restraints, a door swing, under the bed restraints, a hog tie, a flogger, a paddle, a feather tickler, some rope, some nipple clamps, some sex dice. I mean, the list goes on about a foot wide by a foot tall little box that is like an essential collection of anything fun that you might want to explore in bondage. It's only $119. So like if you were to pick out three or four of these things, you're almost going to pay the price of the entire kit. So check it out. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier in this episode, next week we're going to talk about safety words and red flags in a relationship. So listen up as you work through contracting your little agreement. You guys all have a great day. I am going to talk to you again next week. Monday. If you need to reach out to me, my email is Haley, it's H-A-L-E-Y, at loverslane.com. You can find us on Facebook under Intimacy Advisor Podcast. We're on Twitter. Our tag is at I-A underscore pod. And we are also on Instagram at Intimacy Advisor Pod. I will look forward to your questions and I will talk to you again next week. Lovers Lay, lovers lay, lovers lay, lovers lay, couples that play together, stay together.